One of the smartest people about the current state of the Republican Party and what the real math and real polling shows, our good friend from the Weekly Standard, Jay Cost. Jay, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Michael. Thanks for having me. So you have a piece for the Weekly Standard this week, Can This Marriage Be Saved? The Republican establishment needs the grassroots and vice versa. I live in Massachusetts. We have a guy who donated to Barack Obama in 2008, supported Barack Obama in 2008, ran for U.S. Senate here in Massachusetts as a Republican, won the primary, lost the general, then proceeded to trash the Republican Party as a party of a bunch of racists that needs to purge these evil racists. And I can tell you, Jay, from personal, from what I hear, there are similar stories of establishment candidates around the country who people call rhinos early on, who once they're, uh, this is mixing metaphor here, true feathers, have, <laughs> true colors have shown, turn out, in fact, to be conservative-hating rhinos. How, how do we find a way for these two groups to trust each other, particularly given the willingness of the establishment to trash the so-called grassroots at every turn? Well, you know, that's, of course, the big problem, because it, it used to be that uh, nominees for political office were settled through uh, party conventions, where you tended to have, uh, not to say that they were dominated by the grassroots, but they were dominated by state and local party organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you were just an average Republican from you know some county nobody else has ever heard of, you could still participate in some potentially meaningful fashion. Now it really all comes down to the money, um, and the establishment has most of the money. So right. it's, a re- it's a real challenge. I mean, I think that's the real challenge with the national nomination process. If you look at the way uh, the party used to nominate candidates uh, during the old regime, the old system, they tended to nominate candidates from the Midwest. Right. Uh, typically, you know, governors or senators who hadn't served that long were the were the sort of the main uh, attractions for Republicans, and they did quite well, by the way. Um, you know, nowadays you're much more likely to see lifelong Washington politicians um, or you know, got scions of family dynasties or New Gee, England. What family dynasty would that be? I can't think of any family dynasties off the top of my head, Jay. Yeah, you know, I'm sort of blanking on the name just now, but, you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there. Uh, so I here's what I think is a problem. I think the, the, the fundamental gut level problem isn't ideology because the Tea Partiers in particular have shown again and again that they will back more moderate candidates. They will turn out and vote for uh, you know, uninspiring establishment guys. The problem is that these two groups of people genuinely don't like each other. That's what I think it is. Well, you know, I they might not like each other, but, you know, the point of my column is they just need to get over it. There's just no other way around it. I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody in this group looks set to join the Democratic Party, and the two sides in this, you know, uh, troubled marriage, they still need each other. Um, the establishment has money, but they don't have votes. You know, they tend to be concentrated um, along the along the coast, right? Um, and in the major American cities, where where most of the wealth is concentrated as well. You know, they don't have the votes. Meanwhile, the 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 Tea Party and the grassroots, you know, to be honest, they don't have they haven't demonstrated the capacity to fund a candidate at the level mm-hmm. necessary to compete for national political office. And I don't think they can. I don't think they can raise collectively half a billion dollars to take on Hillary Clinton in 2016, which is probably what you're going to need. All told, you're going to need half a billion dollars. And I don't think that the grassroots of the Republican Party is going to pony up that kind of scratch. So 
they need each other. There's just no other way around it. Is there an example from history that springs to mind? Of? By the, of, of this cooperation between the two factions? By the way, I'm basically scamming this straight out of your column, so that's why. Oh, that's well, why. yeah. I mean, there are plenty of examples. I mean, there's examples. It was a regular phenomenon in the 19th century, for instance, you know, where you had the critical swing states tended to be in the Midwest. They weren't in New England where all the money was, so they nominated presidential candidates from the Midwest, and they nominated vice presidential candidates from New England. Probably the classic example of that kind of alliance also happens to be the person whom I think is the founder of modern conservatism, which is William McKinley, who won his nomination in, uh, was in 1896, sort of uh, found a way around the party bosses and when became sort of this nexus where the you know the grassroots and the and the money people could meet mm-hmm. you know it's it's happened in the 20th century too ronald reagan was a great example of this i think george w bush at least in 2000 was certainly richard nixon in 1968 was not a candidate for whom the grassroots were in love they were in love with ronald reagan right. but they strongly preferred him over nelson rockefeller i mean those are the sorts of candidates mm-hmm. that we don't see now it's it it, mm-hmm. it i'm struck that we don't see candidates like that anymore i think if you look at the last um, you know, the the last couple nomination battles, basically since 1980, I think we've had two candidates that genuinely meet in the middle, um, George W. Bush and Ronald Reagan. The rest have been tilted toward, um, you know, the people with the money. I agree completely. We're talking to Jay Koss with the Weekly Standard. So knowing how this dynamic works and looking at the field of people who are being bandied about, and I know it's a long way till 2016, a lot farther than the media wants us to realize but who are the couple people that you think might be ideal or m- more ideal candidates to be at that ne- same nexus? Well, that's a good question. I mean, a lot of it depends on how they actually perform when they get on the stump sure. because candidates can look fantastic on paper and then just completely fizzle out. Now, why did you have to go out of your way to attack Texas Governor uh, uh, Rick, uh, Rick Perry? <laughs> well, why I was you have actually to do that? thinking about Tim Pawlenty, but you're right. Rick oh. Perry was another example. But, I mean, on paper, what you're looking for is somebody who hasn't been connected uh, for too long with the national political uh, bric-a-brac, mm-hmm. um, who's got a series of controversial votes that could be manipulated and mis, you know, misinterpreted sure. by by Democratic um, admin. You want somebody from the Midwest, which, by the way, is where elections are are won and lost. You know, right. the Republican National um, Convention is, you know, they're thinking about putting in Las Vegas in 2016. Las mm-hmm. Vegas is in Nevada, which has, you know, a grand total, I think, of five electoral votes. Uh, Big whoop. Exactly. Um, No, I'm with you. Why aren't they in Ohio? I don't understand it. Why aren't they in Pennsylvania? I I don't know why. You know why? Can I tell you why, Jay Cost? Because the dumbest people in America who don't run public schools run the Republican Party. Yeah. I don't, for the life of me, I don't know why they don't put it in Cincinnati. Great place. I I mean, and by the way, they put, they had the convention in Cincinnati for... A lot of the period between the Civil War and World War II, and you, and by the way, Republicans did really, really well politically during that period of time. I don't think it was a coincidence, right. you know. So I would be looking for somebody from the Midwest with, uh, you know, conservative credentials, but a pragmatic background. So my eye, to, you know, drifts inevitably towards Scott Walker in Wisconsin exactly. and Mike Pence in Indiana. But for me, the big challenge with the two of them is can they raise enough money to compete against sure. either, you know, Chris Christie in New Jersey or Jeb Bush in Florida, um, you know, or, 
Uh, okay, you know, let me whoever, stop right there. Let me tell you that because of this great piece you have in the Weekly Standard about the, the marriage of necessity between the grassroots and the establishment. Does the establishment not understand what sending out Jeb Bush means to the grassroots? Do they not get it? I think some of them get it, but I think there's a there's a I think there's a kind of a cultural divide here, which is that they don't appreciate because they don't live around. Uh, people, they, they live, they, you know, they live and just like everybody does. They socialize with a relatively narrow set of people who tend to come. But come on. A, I mean, this is not, I mean, this is no secret. You don't have, you don't have to I mean, I read think, the, I think their the hotline is, to get this. I think their attitude is, and I think they're wrong about this, but I mean, this is, I think what they think is that if the Democrats nominate Hillary Clinton, it's going to, um, it's going to neutralize the dynasty issue. Uh, this I what think I think. Here's what I think. That. I think they watched the Dole, Bush, uh, McCain, Romney fiasco where they said, oh, the base will eat whatever we feed them, and they've decided to feed us crap. That's what I think it is. And I think, I mean, I hate to say it because last year was the year for the base to give. Actually, they kind of did because they stayed home for Romney. But to give the establishment the finger and say, you need to understand, you can't win without us. You got to come meet us halfway, third of the way, something. Right. I'm st- no joke. I'm getting draft Romney messages in my uh, box email and Twitter now. Jay, if that happens, you might as well end the election. Let's just skip the election, not even have it. Just, just coordinate Hillary Clinton. Let's get it over uh, with. Jay Koss with the Weekly Standard. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate your time. My pleasure, Michael.